Welcome back to Juxtaposition. I'm JC and LC. We are in, brother, the last Friday of February. How are you feeling about the first two months of the year, bro? 2024, we here. Two months down, brother, and, and it's it's going by fast, dude. Again, this is a Zoom, Zoom Very place, fast. brother. But, uh, but the first two months, um, they've been exactly, frankly, what I've been hoping for, bro. There's been some mm-hmm. amazing opportunities that uh, I've been able to reflect on, appreciate in moments in life that maybe at one point I would have looked at as routine. Um, but I've been able to experience them differently, even – coming into mm-hmm. some challenges differently. And and frankly, if I wasn't preparing myself spiritually the way that we were over in 2023, some of these mm-hmm. challenges may hit a little different. Um, but, right. but you already know how big daddy is, man. He always allows life experiences to highlight areas of opportunity. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, just to see the areas of opportunity to grow without having that hindrance of shame or condemnation in my journey, if you will, but power, mm-hmm. power, to juxtapose my innate responses and replace them with his. So, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, this year is getting off to a great start, my brother. How about yourself? Likewise. And, you know, two things you said that I, I want to call out, um, the preparation that was done ahead of 2024. And for those who don't know you as intimately as I know you personally, that was heavy on the spiritual preparation um Mm -hmm. there are things that we did collectively there are things we did individually uh and it makes me think of a quote that many of us know from uh benjamin franklin which says if you fail to plan you are planning to fail yep and that is not only true when it comes to the things that are you know relevant in our careers or our life goals but spiritually if we're not preparing ourselves mm. we will definitely be preparing ourselves for failure yeah. um and secondly you know you you said big daddy and and obviously well not <laughs> obviously for for most but for me um you know what that highlights is your intimacy with god right yeah. like he he's become your father yeah. right and yeah. That is evidence of his his closeness or the closeness that you feel with him as sure, a result of absolutely. the things you do behind the curtain. So, yeah. um, you know, it to that point, it feels great to walk lockstep with our Heavenly Father, to claim our inheritance, to then walk in our purpose mm. and then reflect his light to this dark world. And it obviously is a blessing to be in the second season of juxtaposition. Whoa, whoa. Um, and this will be a vehicle that will consistently be leveraged to represent our God to our listeners. Yeah. And that's something yeah. that my mentor, um, Dr. Robert, she would always mention to me, particularly around, you know, the importance of representing God to this world. And I think, you know, um, she said that in part due to the fact that so many of us have embraced flawed perspectives, yeah. incorrect yeah. narratives and watered down versions of the gospel. And eventually that has impacted our, our experience with God that we should all be having now. For example, if we think about things in our life, our money, our relationships, our careers, the decisions we've made, there are other things that we have had flawed perceptions, incorrect narratives, watered yeah. down perceptions about. And that's because of a lot of things that were passed down mm-hmm. that were not filtered through the appropriate 
uh, filter, if you will. So I think if we can think about relationships the wrong way, think about our money the wrong way, think about our career and things and have to dig ourselves out of that hole, how much more? You know, can we have a, a flawed perspective about this this God that we cannot see? Um, so we often do the same thing, yet expect different results. Um, and we believe in a supernatural God, but often we have no evidence of the supernatural in our life. Uh, and for me, bro, that it, it's painful, especially because we are supposed to be representatives of of this god yeah. to this world yeah. that so desperately needs him even though they don't know it often right sure. and we were those people at one day even when we were going to church checking the boxes we were often those people who needed god more desperately in the innate details uh the, those immediate details of our life um but we we were on the surface and, and we weren't experiencing the evidence of God. So, um, you know, I do know that there are Christians who struggle to position themselves to receive something other than a feel-good message. Yeah. Um, I understand that, you know, as flesh, we like to, you know, avoid things that are confrontation, uh, confrontational. But, you know, if we think about the God we serve, it, we, we cannot struggle to position ourselves to... Um, consume ourselves with the things that we need, right? We often are claiming to love God. We, we say we know him, we, we live for him, but we're often consumed with everything else that we, we actually don't need. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, but again, this God we serve, we should be ensuring that just like anything else to the point of your preparation, we should be doing things that direct us back to him in order that we are taught, we are rebuked in some instances, we are corrected and even trained in righteousness. So that what? So that we may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And this, my friends, many of you may know, this is a reference to the words spoken to Timothy uh, by the Apostle Paul. Again, we should be in position to be taught, rebuked, corrected, and trained in righteousness so that we may be thoroughly equipped. Let me for let, let me step in real quick, bro, if if I may, because um, I I want to make sure. Even as you talked about being taught, rebuked, and corrected, these are some of the hardest things to accept. Because I love how you said before, you don't even you know some of the the Christians that may struggle to put themselves in positions because they like to hear to feel good. But if we're not willing to be taught, rebuked, and corrected. The feel mm -hmm. the feel good has no substance. Like this is what makes that feel good message actually have power when Correct. you are willing to put yourself in that position. So I just wanted to, because you also said something earlier too about us looking at our lives even and being able to tell like you know we made a made, uh, may have made a bad choice with our job mm -hmm. or something like that in our life. And if we could realize that, then our misconceptions of even how we identify what it means to be taught rebuked and corrected it may be off as well right so Absolutely. we gotta make ourselves vulnerable to that so i just want to call that yeah. out bro love it and you are a father obviously for for our friends who've been around for a while and um you know you do the same for your children right your goal is to allow your children to be developed you are you know gentle and you're caring but you are stern when you need to be yeah, you're yeah. assertive when you need to be yep. and that's so that you can develop character right and develop right. wisdom and develop uh, things like discernment mm -hmm. awareness you know so mm -hmm. if if we do this for our children I, I was you know having a conversation with a parent the other day and i'm like what i said to this person was 
parents often tell children things when they're in when their children are young yeah and then those parents often forget the things that they taught their children for example mom would always tell us birds of a feather flock together right yep um uh, if it walks like a duck quacks like like a duck duck, it's it's a a duck duck. (laughs) but but as an adult you know we put ourselves in positions where we around a whole bunch of birds you know but i I can go on but for those who are listening connect the dots right (laughs) um but yeah so um and and whether or not we realize it or whether or not we see it or not there will always be results based on what you're consuming yourself with yeah ever wonder why you're not feeling connected to this god or thoroughly equipped for this good work that god has appointed to you or even struggle to know like what my what is my purpose beyond having children and getting the american dream now what do i just do this and just run to the grave you know um the answer to that question our assignment our closest to god understanding the good work that he's prepared us to for the answer to that question lies in the process of the hard stuff you talked about being taught rebuked corrected trained in righteousness or the lack thereof the answer to your results may be a complete opposite of the evidence that comes from everything i just said so this brings me Super long-winded way in Justin fashion. This brings me <laughs> to the title of our message uh, to round out February, second month in uh, in in 2024. Uh, and the title is called "The Evidence of God." Yeah. Uh, one that I'm really, really excited about, and I hope you all are excited about it as well. Particularly if you are looking to take the weight off of your shoulder this year mm-hmm. um, and to see something that you have never seen in your life or even mm-hmm. in your family beyond the things that are here today, gone tomorrow. But bro, so many thoughts come to mind when I think of the title, The Evidence of God. But I would love for you personally to share, one, your overall thoughts of the title, two, misconceptions of what people correlate or associate to the evidence of God. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, your thoughts on how the evidence of God truly shows up in the life of a believer. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I think this title is very eye catching. Um, and I'll just say for me, it caused me to try to identify God in me. So the how, the where, the when, where, where could mm-hmm. I identify where I know I can say God directly was operating in my life. Right. And then mm-hmm. more important, as you said, where was the evidence and the ability that, not just have evidence, but to share that evidence, that fruit with someone else. Um, you know, cause as you said, you know, the results, the fruit, you know, we talked about the fruits of the spirit last season, uh, the fruit of our lives will highlight what it is that we're consuming ourselves with. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so this title, as you said, it's exciting because it gives us an under, it gives us opportunity to understand the evidence of our father's work and the impact that it's supposed to have to, and I'll mm-hmm. say for me, the impact that I believe God's had in my life, it gives me the ability to not just absorb all of his results for myself, but it has mm-hmm. put me in a place to assure that his evidence just doesn't cause me to grow, but causes others to grow because mm-hmm. I was able to be challenged in a way because of how I heard my father speak to me, because of how I heard my father correct me, how he placed mm-hmm. me in positions where I had to be humble and then to put me in a position to share those vulnerable experiences with others. And as we all know, right. in the church, we call those testimonies. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, they, and I think that's important because it's 
through our faith in him that we can share that glory, right? There's no condemnation about me sharing a challenge that I've had. I'm not worried right. about somebody judging me about it. I'm, I'm actually highlighting God's presence in it and hoping that they are also willing to see the and have some hope for themselves. So, mm-hmm. you know, where I, you know, and I'm going to kind of jump in to some word to back some of this up. If we look at Romans chapter 10, verse 17, this is a very popular verse. Most of you guys have already heard. Uh, So faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. Again, this is that that testimony piece. So when I thought about the message as a whole, that's what really jumped out. Like, I was excited about the sharing that should be coming from uh, our lives with one another, growing us up within God. And then I started to think about some other parts. You, You talked about our misconceptions of God. And I believe, Jay, that a lot of that, is rooted deeply rooted in how some of us may have grown up uh you know due to the era or time that we grew up or even what we're currently exposed to as it relates to our biblical teachings right we have great pastors that are putting out great word but we have no living examples you, you you hear good preaching but you still leave without having un, any understanding of how to apply what you've just learned right and you know if we're real with ourselves it, we can say that we've grown up and then always have leaders demonstrating the very things we were being taught. Um, and, and for example, if you grew up in a religious environment, like a heavy religious environment, you've probably heard some of these things before. So like one of those things may be um, the reason why a person is struggling is because God don't like ugly, right? Literally projecting mm-hmm. a form of judgment or another thing you may have heard is if you paid your tithes, you wouldn't be broke. So highlighting as, as if God is a transactional relationship or, Find a wife and you'll find a good thing, yet Mm -hmm. providing no insight what it means to be the head of a home. So our misconceptions of God's evidence, for one, is due to a lack of knowledge of who God is and having a personal relationship with him. And all this does is open up the doors for us to, one, take God's word out of context, right? Because, again, it, it puts us in a position to focus on our personal interpretation of the word, which allows us to now flee from any form of reasoning, any form of of counter uh, to your innate thoughts. And this unfortunately leads us to having very uncomfortable conversations that lead to fights and arguments and things of that nature because we're not comfortable, yet never taking into account that Isaiah chapter 55, verse eight verse, where it says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts nor your ways my ways declares the lord for as heaven for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts when we come from this religion standpoint we are really bold in being able to say well you know what the bible says yet we have no evidence in our lives when it comes down to being questioned well how are we producing what we what we're communicating it becomes a combative nature and that's nothing more than that weak form of faith that's laced in only believing what your eyes can see right so if i can see it that means he loves me so because i finally got that car i finally got that house i finally had that successful uh birthing experience i finally got that career i've been waiting for for over eight years in college to to accomplish it, it, it only feels like you understand God's evidence when you have something tangible or you have relatively a fleeting experience, right? And the last thing that I will say is that our understanding of how the evidence of God works 
it, it, it's a lot different. If we check out uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13, it says, not that I speak from any personal need, for I have learned to be content and self-sufficient through Christ, satisfied to a point where I am not disturbed or uneasy, regardless of my circumstances. Mm -hmm. I know how to get along and live humbly in difficult times. And I also know how to enjoy abundance and live in prosperity. In any, in every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing life, whether well-fed or going hungry, whether having an abundance or being in need. I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with the inner strength and confidence and peace. So through our acceptance of God's love, he produces that humility and that humility is produces where we have the opportunity to share through our actions, how we operate through Christ, not just talking about it, but actually being about it. And what you'll see is that others will be drawn to you to getting to, to try to understand what source are you gaining your substance from your strength from, because the power in which he operates with you has no choice, but to show results. Yeah, and I actually want to go back um, and unpack a little bit of what you've said. Okay. So back to the Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, that is the hearing, the good news of, of Christ. Um, I believe that's an amplified version that you mm -hmm. read from. I, I, I really think that should be underscored because to the point of a comment I made earlier about what we're consuming ourselves with, if we expect to have the evidence beyond um, chasing things that we can tangibly see, the things that make us feel good, the fleeting moments, if we expect to have the evidence that allows us to tap into what Philippians talked about, whatever situation I'm in, mm -hmm. whether I'm high, low, indifferent, mm -hmm. whether the bank account looks full or empty, mm -hmm. I know that I can do all things through him who strengthens me because mm -hmm. it's not what I'm looking at. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not, not yet seen, seen, right? So... In order to, as Elsie, you mentioned, you know, have people be drawn to us and see this God and and, and, to, and to admire the way we walk on, on water. Yeah, I mean, you, you talked recently in an episode around how you saw me one year get laid off from a job and mm -hmm. subsequently after that go through company restructure after restructure after restructure. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I was unmoved. Unmoved. Um, because yeah. what? The faith that was developed in me through the hearing of the word and the experiences that I had with God through that intimate moment of having to walk on water when there was a storm or surging around me. Um, and I also want to just so I really want to highlight like we are what we eat in, in essence. Yeah. Is what I'm saying like we yeah. can't expect um, and, and who we're eating from is very important. Um, if, if you are looking to fine dine, I would not recommend you go to 
you know, uh, Cracker Barrel or, right. uh, uh, you know, McDonald's, Red McDonald's. <laughs> um, you know, if you if you want pre I don't care how well they'd say the, the beef is or how how fresh it is. You're not going to go to McDonald's and get a, a premium burger. Right. So to the point of the examples that you spoke to. Uh, obviously I know you well enough to know you're not saying every pastor is not being a good role model and example. Many are, but if you are in, um, it's very imperative that you are mindful of the, 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 the soil that you are planted in. Sure. Very important. Sure. Very important. Um, so as I think about 2024, I truly believe that while God has granted us all a new chapter to enter, new year, new me, um, it's very easy for us to succumb to the tactics, bondage, and the character of last year. Um, And let's be clear, I I can at least speak for myself, it won't be the first time that I have the ability to drag baggage into a new year, or I have the ability to juxtapose the tactics, bondage, character, um, to, 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 to ensure that I'm feeding myself to have substance, to have perspective, to have awareness maneuver that helps me yeah. maneuver differently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I really want to highlight, um, you know, something that apostle Paul said, very humble sentiments that he shared in Romans and Philippians. And I'd like to start with Romans seven, chapter 20, uh, Romans seven, verse 24 through 25. And he says, um, I'll actually just read 24. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Keep in mind, this is a man who wrote two thirds of the New Testament. So very, very uh, powerful figure, but he highlighted his vulnerability. And I'll slide over to Philippians chapter three, verses 12 to 15 which says, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own Mm. because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Mm. Um, Verse 14 says... I press on towards the goal, the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those who are mature think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. So starting with Romans, going back a little bit, Paul obviously highlighted his flawed humanity that we all can identify with. And to his point, thanks be to God, we have a savior who actually understands every weakness of ours because he too was tempted in the ways we are. So yeah, you may have a natural desire to do what your humanity calls, to eat whatever, to drink whatever, to be with whoever, to gossip with whomever, have a form of godliness, but have a double life, for example, Mm -hmm. and you will succumb to sustain exactly what you had in 2023 and the year prior to that Mm -hmm. but keep in mind this will be at the expense of going beyond what you sustained in order to enter into a season of acceleration and overflow so my point is if you are focused on doing everything you've done before you you, you can't expect a a season of a greater depth a a season of a a greater experience a a season of a, a, a more genuine experience with god that leads to the evidence of God. And I'm not just talking about 
you know, focusing on with as when I talk about acceleration and 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 this more this greater experience with God, I'm not just talking about the money that serves you, right. the pleasures in your families, right? right. It's deeper right. than that. We'll unpack it a little bit. I'll I'm glad you called that out. Yes. Um, but to the point of uh, Paul's flawed humanity, he highlighted in Philippians that he hadn't yet arrived as in essence to a state of perfect Christianity. For lack of better words, perfect Christianity does not exist as long as we live in this human body. Hence us going through the process of being taught, corrected, rebuked, etc. Um, and, and just a reminder, you know, you're listening to two men who love God, who fight daily to stay aligned to his will. But back to Paul, he mentions, um, while he mentions his flawed humanity, there's a big however. What Paul continues to say is that he made a genuine, habitual effort to make this God thing his own, to make it real, mm-hmm. to, to, to be genuine and to be habitual, consistent, to forget the things of the past, 2023, and to strain forward to what lies ahead, the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And he makes it clear that those who are mature, those who are mature, have this same mind. Uh, a father of the faith that I speak of often, Tony Evans, he speaks on this passage and he says, to become an excellent Christian and fulfill your kingdom purpose, you too must have a short memory and clear direction. Mm. So what aspects of yesterday must you forget? Mm -hmm. Tony goes on to say, you must forget all of them, the good, the bad, the ugly of the past. You've got to let go of your successes, your failures, and the ways others have hurt you. It's not that you don't remember the past. It's that you don't allow the past to be a controlling factor in your life. That part. Lastly, Tony says, don't spend too much time looking in the rearview mirror as Mm. a much bigger piece of glass called the windshield should have your focus because where you're going is a lot bigger than where Mm. you've been. Mm. And I, bro, will personally say where we're going should be a lot bigger than where we've been. Right. Like it's, it's sad because, you know, we're talking about a sincere genuine walk with God, partnership with God, one that is legitimatized through evidence that is brought forth in our life. But many of us, like, we are just content. Like, it's like, I'm 40 years old. I've climbed the corporate ladder. I've had my kids. I hit six figures. I'm good. I'm done. And now what? I'm ready for the grave. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody comes knocking on my door with a crisis, I may be able to give them $2.50, a can of soup, and say, trust God, baby. But to the point of our topic today, the partnership with God that is legitimized through the evidence that is brought forth in our life, I would love to dig into that part. The fact that our future should be a lot bigger than 2023 because of our partnership with God, one that is shown to be legit Mm. through the evidence of God being brought forth in our life. I would love for you to kind of expound upon that a little bit more. Yeah, um, for one, I would like to just kind of start off with saying this season, season two of Juxtaposition, I, I think, you know, we have to underscore again, I know we said this before, this is a season of application. So even though I know that some of these 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 topics may feel a little 
burdensome in the sense of just digesting what it is you are or not doing, understand what the application, you will feel like you're sweating a little bit. And that's a good sweat. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and you said this even, bro, you said, you know, to the audience, listen, that we're two men who love God. Right. But we fight daily to stay mm-hmm. aligned with his will. And what does that mean? It's applying these very things that we're talking to you about. We have to, to apply. This that's isn't, it. this isn't just a, you guys do it and we just, we're not, no, we have to apply these same lessons. And daily. this point, this point is important because some of you should be walking into great blessings, mm. right? Like as I speak, blessings are literally at your hands, but yet there's still moments where they seem unavailable, out of right. reach, right? That, that peace that you desire between you and your husband, you know, your, your ability to, to finally experience your self-worth, being able to, positive communicate with your teenager who's dealing with or experiencing depression mm-hmm. it, it, your prayers are being heard but it still seems like you're unable to capture mm-hmm. that breakthrough that would expose the evidence mm-hmm. of who god is in your life right and and i think this is where you talk about being sad and unfortunate right because again jc the unfortunate reality is that what most of us are praying about it sounds good mm-hmm but we don't take into consideration our heart posture and a lot of folks heart posture. We, we can pray to God for something, but we're still operating in fear or doubt or or doubt. doubt. Yeah. fear Or doubt. He makes it very clear. We, when we pray, we we have to come with no doubt. And when we have doubt, we have to pray Mm -hmm. about our doubt and do Mm -hmm. things to counter that doubt. A hundred, a hundred percent. And, and, you know, to your point, we can't showcase our father's evidence within our lives and live in the spirit of doubt or fear mm-hmm. or shame all the time. Like you can't have right. it all. Right. No. Um, and, and the thing is we have to even call out, what is this fear and doubt from the fear of failure, mm-hmm. you know, being made look silly or something, you know, fear of not being understood. You know, you mm-hmm. can't talk to your wife about a certain situation because you're a man and how you mm-hmm. feel. Right. You, 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 you fear dealing with difficult conflicts because you can't be honest with your loved ones. They can't even see you for who you are. Or even better yet, bro, and I think this is where the doubt comes in, doubt and fear, dying to ourselves mm-hmm. for God's will. We doubt that we should even die for God's will because He, why would he love me? I'm a liar. I'm a sinner. I, I, I'm a cheater. I've been abandoned since I was 13 years old. I was abused since I was 12. Like, why would I sit there and die to myself for this God? And it's it's hard to to grasp that that you would lean on that because it goes back to your lack of understanding of how valuable to him you are. And for that, I'll go to Matthew Chen, Matthew chapter ten, verse twenty nine through thirty one, where it says, "Are you not are not two little sparrows sold for a copper coin, and yet not one of them falls to the ground apart for, from your father's will." But even the very hairs on your head are all numbered, for the Father is sovereign and has complete knowledge. So do not fear. You are more valuable than the sparrows. And I want to just kind of highlight that because our inability to understand just how much he actually cares about us, how valuable we are to him, we're not going to be able to understand what love is from his perspective. And and again, you know, because... In this day and age, we got the love and hip hop version of love, which means, again, a lot of drag 
people across the stage, I guess, and wigginess flying off. But Mm -hmm. accepting God's love means that you're learning how to be humble, Mm -hmm. coachable, open to correction, willing to share in God's love with others. And this goes back to an example you've heard us mention before, Galatians chapter 5, 22 through 25. But the fruits of the Spirit, the results of his presence within us is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not only the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. Well, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have been crucified their sinful nature together with the passions and appetites. If we claim to live by the Holy Spirit, we must also walk by the Spirit with personal integrity, godly character, and moral courage. Our conduct empowered by the Holy Spirit. We must not be conceited, challenging, and provoking one another with envy. So, I, 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 again, when we talk about what are we talking about here, the evidence, guys, this is the evidence. Mm-hmm. Galatians 5 through 22 through 25 shows right there. Again, when we talk about that peace that surpasses all understanding, when you are going against the grain of life, are you able to still operate this way, even though people are treating you like crap, even though you've been overlooked, even though you don't like yourself right now? Are you still able to operate in this manner? And if you aren't able to operate in that manner, going back to what you said earlier, a lot of times we're doing the praying we're doing the checking of the boxes. We're going to church, but we're laced with fear. Yes. We're laced with doubt. Yes. We're laced with condemnation. We're laced with our past. Who talk about it? The past. And, and 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 you have to ask yourself: If I'm X Y Z years old, mm-hmm. yes, I am not trying to make your 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 mountain a molehill. But if I'm X Y Z years old. And if I serve a supernatural God, either he's broken or my approach is flawed. Mm. If people can't look at me and say, you have genuinely changed Mm. and not just changed to impact your world, but now you are impacting others Mm. and their world. But um, I really want to hit and delve a little bit deeper. Let's go on the point of evidence with God that mm-hmm. is brought forth in life, right? Uh, because mm-hmm. so many people, as mentioned earlier, they associate the wrong things with having the evidence of God in their life. And some, sadly, are just comfortable enough with the fact that they're still alive. My heart is beating. That's an indicator that God is with me. And I am <laughs> willing to succumb to crumbs. <laughs> That's like your child saying, oh, no, dad. I don't want to eat the dinner that you provided for me anymore. I just want to eat out the trash. After all, dad, it's still technically food. You cooked it for me. I just prefer the scraps over the substance. That's like me as a kid. I used to sleep on the floor. My parents bought me a whole bed. I would sleep on the floor. I would sleep under the bed. Jesus. food in his mouth still, y'all. Wouldn't even swallow. Hold the food in the... (laughs) <laughs> you tell them I'm doing it. <laughs> but it's just, it's and this is what we do with God. And you know, so there's a pastor called Kenneth Hagen. Um, 
I don't even know if he's still alive, but he was a prolific pastor, and and, and I hope he I hope he is still alive. But if he's not, <laughs> I know I know he's with the Lord. Amen. But he he speaks to a familiar verse, Romans eleven twenty nine, and it says, "For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance." So Kenneth, um, you know, he goes on to say, "Without repentance means that God won't change His mind about what He called you to do." If God called you, the calling is still there, whether or not you have obeyed. So this is me now speaking. God loves you. He will bless you. I mean, that, that's his job as a father. This is why you have a roof over your head, warmth in your home, food on the table. God will even put a demand on your life to see you do something beyond checking the boxes and getting the American dream. But the ball is in your intimate court with you and the father to see that life that he has prepared for you come into fruition. Remember, people of God, you have free will. So the fact that you are not having the, 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 seeing the evidence of God in your life, seeing the fruits of the spirit, seeing true change in yourself and other people seeing it, and you're now having an effect on other people, that's a result of your free will. We have the free will to be a basic believer checking the boxes to attempt to get to heaven and keep in mind half of us don't know nothing about heaven besides allegedly there being gold streets or (laughs) we can have this experience of the kingdom of god being in our current realities yeah we can truly I am telling you i am experiencing the kingdom of god in my reality yeah. experiencing what seems yeah. unfathomable yeah can't explain them and bro it's things i actually can't explain but some oh. things it's none of your business for me to explain because <laughs> y'all be hating on a brother but bro i often believe we can get so consumed with the little blessings mm-hmm. the favor we have on our job the blessings we have in our on our paycheck or sadly the other stuff the tangible things that decay over time yeah that we eventually may not even realize that we have no spiritual power. Yeah. We we legitimately miss the fact that we walk around without the evidence and the power of God operate, operating in our lives. Um, so, you know, for me, I just, I, I, I found myself as I was thinking about, and again, I, I hope you all, don't feel like I'm like dragging you off of filth. Like it, 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 I'm passionate because I was that man who didn't have power. I was go. that man who was just consumed go. with checking the boxes, climbing up the career. Mommy, daddy said, go to college, go to college. And I go, and I go to church and I pay my tithes. I'm good. Right. But I'm still doing me. But I'm yeah. still doing me on the side though. But I'm good though. Yeah. Yeah. No fruit. If somebody mm-hmm. came to me and needed, 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 if they were sick, if they were going through a crisis, if they were, especially if they were older than me, had stuff they, that I didn't experience, I, I wouldn't have been able to help them. Yeah. But now I actually can. Yeah. And, and not stop just with fluffy words. Not just with fluffy words that make you feel good about yourself. But power. Let's talk about it. The power. So uh, a lot of the, the missing things that a lot of us, including myself, once was without, it led me to Genesis, bro. Um, Genesis chapter one. Verse 26. Then God said, and this is after God is, you know, creating everything in the world. Then God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion 
Mm. over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. I, you know, <laughs> so many people, like, they read this and it sounds real good, bro, but it's mm-hmm. like, that is not your reality. Right, right, right. I remember... Being in Miami, um, I was blessed to bring my dad with me to Miami one time last year. And the the Lord knows me very well, Um, especially when I travel and I'm on vacation. Good weather is not an option. It's just not. It's just it's a non-negotiable. My father watched me stand on a balcony, put my hands up to the sky and claim the impact because according to the the forecast according to what we saw through our balcony Mm -hmm. it was not going to be a good looking day Mm -hmm. and my father watched me look like a crazy man with my hands up to the sky and and i wish my father could be on the podcast right now to speak about what actually happened shortly thereafter but it it didn't immediately turn around even a little bit of rain came Right. But using that very, Mm -hmm. very, very small example, God told me that I could have dominion Mm. over the earth. Now, obviously, if it's according to his will, especially if it has a benefit back to his back to my father. Right. Not my earthly father, but my heavenly father. My earthly father was able to see a man. My father was able to see a man. Uh, everything good, bro? <laughs> yeah, sorry. My, I know you multitasking, dude. What you gotta <laughs> do, brother. Um, my father was able to see a man. My earthly father was able to see a man with crazy enough faith put his hand to the sky to defy what the woman was saying on the TV, to defy what I saw, what he and I saw. And he and I had a beautiful day. Beautiful. 80 degree weather. No rain. By the time by the time we left the airport, I mean it's airport. By the time we left the hotel, it was perfect. It was perfect. And to the point of your comment of that's why you like traveling with me. There are there are countless. I mean, if I could just tell people the stuff that I be experiencing, it just like y'all will. And guess what? I'm a mere. Well, let me take that back because I'm not no mere mortal. <laughs> let, let me let me keep no, this thing in context. I, 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 no, but I know exactly where you're coming from because again, we got to call that part out because folks could take what you're saying, put in a boastful context, right? And that, and I think what you're highlighting is that, like Paul, I understand that I have a form of humanity. Yes, but that I does do. not. But that does not mean though that I need to operate and look like every other Precisely. mortal human out here, right? Again, Precisely. I've been called for greater. I've been. I have dominion over all these things that you called, and I love even how you brought that story up because I didn't know that story necessarily, but it made mm-hmm. me think about again Jamaica, Jamaica. Um, and the situation that we had there. You know, mm-hmm. again, you loving your good weather, and we had to challenge ourselves and say, well, what are we going to believe? What the app says. Or what our father can produce. We got a whole week. I ain't even worried about it. When and when we get there, we will see the evidence. And it wasn't until the day we left on the plane that it didn't start to decide to rain, even though it was supposed to rain all week. 
Meaning, and when he says left, left Jamaica, not when we left to go to Jamaica. We and and I, I don't want you to think it's like the basic is like, oh, just okay. So you telling me you just the weather forecast changed? That happens all the time. They can't. I'm telling you, when it comes to my money, when it comes to my health, when it comes to my career, when it comes mm-hmm. to my family, when it comes to my house, when it comes mm-hmm. to my vehicles, when it comes to everything that touches me, I'm right telling you that this power is available to you. And without yeah. that evidence, yeah. I hate to tell you, but you're walking in deception. Yeah. One that is robbing you of the intimate love that your father has available for you, including his unmatched gift and power, real power that supersedes anything that you can tangibly gain in this world. Although it will come with blessings. Trust me. Trust me. My multi-million dollar house is just waiting for me. I, I just I can't wait till I get it. It's coming soon. But um, this you know, is even making me think of another topic. Who do you believe, bro? I think we're going to have to delve into that a little bit, but I want to be cognizant of time. Um, but I'm definitely going to add that to the notes. But bro, I just challenge a few folks and some folks are feeling like I was braggadocious and some folks feel like I just came for their their, their Christianity and the evidence that they don't have <laughs> and all the above. Um, but um, I just, I, what, what advice would you give to people who are who may now be considering the fact or may be challenged with the fact that I am saying that they may have had a flawed approach to their walk with God and the misinterpretation of their evidence of God in their life. I wanted to stop you a little earlier as you was talking about, I was just loving your flow. So I didn't, but there was one thing that you articulated as you called out, you said everything that you touch, that you experience, your finest, your car, your home, everything that you experience, you are experiencing God's blessing through it all. Not that again, it's all going the way that you thought or hope, but you are experiencing his blessings, right? To where you have a sense of peace. Well, what is the opposite of peace? Frustration. Well, so if everything that you just listed out that you have peace in that surpasses all understanding, and I'm looking at the other side of my life, well, that sounds good for him, but he, he ain't got my kids, he ain't got my job, he ain't got mm. my book. Bo- Guys, that's saying something. And it's not, oh, you a horrible person. You ain't walk with God and blah, blah, blah. Ain't about all that. It's about, hey, maybe there's some recalibration opportunity here, right? So I I want to talk about that frustrating piece because that is the opposite of what you just talked about. And, you know, I think we have to also, Jay, you said this earlier about being honest with ourselves, right? When we think about the the things that we kind of screw up in our day-to-day lives, then we got to ask ourselves some other things related to if what you're saying is wrong or I don't believe you or I think mm-hmm. you're you're off base well then let me test my thoughts to it let me reflect it. on it let's reflect on it right now to to see well where does your peace truly reside so mm. you know I and I want to take some time to be really direct especially to like my husbands and the heads of the home cuz you know maybe have some a single mom or something like that but when you find yourself getting home from work do you find yourself sitting out in your driveway, just in the car, not wanting to move because you already know what spirits are waiting for you in that home? Whether it's your cat, dog, kids, the whole nine, like you just don't even have a sense of peace to walk through the door. Or maybe you're one of those guys that feel mentally drained to even start a conversation with your wife. You you start to get a headache trying to talk to your wife about a hard discussion because you don't know how she's going to react or respond. Right. And for everybody, for the masses out here, how many of us find ourselves at home? We get up in the morning and we are dragging, like just struggling. It's one thing to 
be just tired. But it's another thing when your tiredness is literally Monday through Friday. You just you're can't just get exi- up. You're just existing. You're literally just, just existing. existing. Barely taking a shower, got covering yourself up with Lumi or whatever little product out there just so you can smell good. You ain't even getting a shower. To force yourself to put on a smile, to force yourself to to be a good example for somebody. It's not even something you generally feel, mm-hmm. right? Um, I've even had experiences with folks where they say, you know, I've I go to work and literally I just go to lunch on my lunch break. I go to my car and just sit there and cry mm-hmm. because because life is just so life hard. And- life is life and exactly. And I, I said what I had to say, guys, and I said this earlier. The reason why I want you to reflect on some of those things that I put out there is because if you're saying that, like, yeah, bro, I, I am frustrated when I try to talk to my wife. I don't feel good about myself when I get up every morning. I do feel like, you know, just quitting it all and, and, and whatnot. What I'm saying to you is this is a reflection mm-hmm. of not having God's evidence walking with you because mm-hmm. having peace, again, you can have peace with God. That doesn't mean your bills are paid. It doesn't mean that your kids aren't going to act up and do something crazy. It doesn't mean that your spouse is not at the very door ready to walk out on you and never look back. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean that your boss isn't going to tell you to clear out your desk. It's mm-hmm. over. Thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that. But what it does mean is that all these are normal human experiences yeah. that for most people is just that a human experience but for us yes we have an opportunity to see it in a sit in a supernatural form mm-hmm. having a god effect that ability to juxtapose how we lean on god to show how we apply grace to the one that offend us to hug that disrespectful rude child and tell them that they are loved mm-hmm. to hold your spouse's hand and tell them that you are sorry your desire to say that you thought you know well i thought i was gonna have another job is Instead of you just being bitter about it, you walk in and say, God, help me to serve this mm-hmm. place that you put me in. When you feel like you've lost it all, you look in the mirror and say to yourself, if God be for me, who could be against me? Mm-hmm. These are just small examples, small examples of what we can be leaning on in order to learn his perfect will for us, giving us the opportunity to see the evidence of his work in our lives from a day-to-day perspective, allowing us to, again, to apply what we're discussing. You're not even going to want to take credit. As you're talking about, Jay, all the different things that you experienced, not once am I hearing you say, look what all that I got. You don't even want credit for what you got. You know who's giving it to you. You don't even desire it. All you want to do is highlight and celebrate who it is that's been providing it for you. So, uh, again, folks, test it. If what you're hearing right now is challenging to you, look at your life and ask yourself, am I at peace or am I frustrated with makeup on, trying to cover up the very burdens of my life that I'm dealing with? And many of us, we think this is just the way life is supposed to be. And it's not. You've been duped. It is right? not. Um, and I just want to kind of share something personally. Um, so, you know, people probably like, you know, like, okay, he went on a tangent talking about him putting his hands to the clouds and speaking and this and making it. I want y'all to know, when I wake up, I grab my phone. I go to my email. And I have devotionals waiting for me every single morning before I get my feet on that floor in my beautiful bedroom, I say a prayer to my father. And it's not always elaborate, 
It's not always eloquent. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father, for another day. Mm. Thank you for the peace. I then go to the gym. I usually end my workout with, with some cardio, a little bit of cardio. I open up another devotional. If I'm going to work out six days a week, if I'm going to meal prep my meals, if I'm going to track my meals, watch my fat intake, watch my sugar intake, watch my sodium intake, how much more do I need, back to the earlier thing you said, how much more do I need to prepare mm -hmm. to receive what God has mm -hmm. for me so that I can be someone who is walking with the evidence of mm -hmm. God? Mm -hmm. I am not mm -hmm. manufacturing any of this by myself. Yeah. It is God. Yeah. And um, lastly, you know, before we wrap up, I want us all to ask a question to your point of like testing this. Like, like let's pressure. That's what we say in corporate America. Let's pressure test this. If um, you know, if if you're if you're willing, if particularly if you're bothered by this, um, I would love for you to ask someone who's near and dear to you. Partly, par particularly, possibly not a spouse because that's going to turn into a fight. Um, <laughs> no, but no, well, we got we got rebuke that man. We got we got to start having some real conversations with our spouses, man. Well, just hey. make sure your spouse is mature enough to not go Amen. into their flesh. That's true. That is true. Let's keep it in context. Um, but let's ask someone: What evidence do you see of God operating in mm. and in mm. and through my life? Mm. And if you even start with yourself and ask that question. But if you then ask that person, if you or them struggle to answer this with concrete, legitimate, and Bible-backed responses, I think it's time to do some self-inventory. Again, yes, this it's... season of juxtaposition is about application. application. There's an opportunity mm -hmm. to ap apply. There There's an go. opportunity to take a page out of this book called The Bible, The Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth, and to see what you haven't always seen. And, you know, to give an example, bro, I kind of wanted to use you um, just as my quick wrap up. You know, I have seen your life as you've seen mine just radically change, just drastically change. And I mean, I knew someone who was selfish, probably more than anything else. Very much so. Impulsive. Mm -hmm. Um, just judgmental, <laughs> um, high-minded, um, just like, you just, you just like, you, you just lived a life low-key full of delusion, if I can be as honest as I know how. Self-delusion. Um, it was my... Just self <laughs> you, you just, you just, you just, it was nobody else was do causing it, you were just de delusional. And, you know, and hence, y'all see, I'm being real with my bro. I'm being real with y'all in the way I'm real with him. But why do I do this? Because I love y'all. Um, and I want to see y'all grow. As I hope y'all want to see me grow. And as I, I want to see my brother grow. But when I tell you my brother, I mean, I have given my brother reasons to be angry with me, reasons to judge me. Um, he has had countless reasons to, to, to hold records of wrong. And, and with other people in our family, he's had reasons to, I mean, I, and I, I won't go into detail, but like, I have seen you do a 180 
in terms of the way you have interacted with people like myself, with people like your parents, with people like your wife, with people like your children, with people like even who are who frustrate you in your career. I have seen you go from the pit, the bot, the bottom of the barrel, wondering if your existence was even worth continuing. Yeah. To being a man who gets up daily and fights. Uh, to a man who who gets up daily and 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 makes room for the perspective, the correction, the rebuke, the teaching of God to be refined by fire and not to run from it like you used to it, but to embrace it. Yeah. And it has impacted not just your life, mm-hmm. the life of others around you. And more than that, it has allowed you to walk with the evidence of God, make your father proud and to allow you, which it will come in the very, 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 very far future, allow you to transition. Because as quiet as it's kept, Christians do not die. Um, neither, do, neither do the non-believers. They, you know, but that's a whole that's a, I mean, whole nother, that's that's a, a whole other topic. Mm. Um, as quiet as it's kept, you will not die. You will get back up. <laughs> now, what happens when you get back up? We're gonna talk about that at, at, at another day. Um, but to, to to prepare yourself for a transition, brother, where you will receive the crown of life. Mm, I'm just for one. I'm just very proud of you. Um, I'm proud of what you've allowed God to do through you and even doing something like this podcast, like the old Elsie would not one be on the podcast, Mm -hmm. but the old Elsie, which I don't see behind the scenes when he and I, we take a week off or whatever we Mm -hmm. want, you know, he's ready to get back in it. Bro, it's been too long. Let's get back in. We got to record. We got to write. We got to. And the evidence of God, my people, is so available to you. And I just pray that this inspires you to go beyond checking the boxes, keeping up with the Joneses, all to realize that, as quiet as it's kept, the Joneses ain't never been happy. Mm. Mm. They are unfulfilled, lack rest, lack peace, lack joy, but they drive and dwell. They got food on the table, but they, 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 but behind the scenes, I mean, think of our own lives. We all yeah. have some stuff going on behind the scenes yeah. that we wore a mask uh, to the public with. But I just kind of wanted to end there. Bro, any last minute comments before we wrap up? No, I was just going to say, I do appreciate you highlighting that. I kind of started laughing because I'm like, if somebody's listening that, you know, went to college with something like that, they probably aligned with every bullet point. Actually, I saw somebody recently and it was like, you were... You were aggressively ambitious back in the day, <laughs> and it was like I, I was I was frankly a bull in the china shop, and yeah, I think again, literally. bro, like I feel that you know the change that that you were highlighting, which I really do appreciate. Didn't expect to hear those words, and I really appreciate because some of them I'm like, well, I, that's all good, but I'm still filthy rags in a lot of aspects. I, I'm there's so much more learning and opportunity for me. I'm not satisfied. It's some again that gym concept. Like I'm not satisfied with my current role. Like I know absolutely, who and I that's am, where you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think, bro, the the moment I was able to get to the point to realize that I'm here to serve, not be served. Yeah. I'm not here to, I'm not here for my wife to kiss down and, and, and tell me how good I am, how sexy I am and my kids and tell me I'm, they're going to live out mm-hmm. my legacy. I'm not here for that. I'm really not, I'm not here for people to tell me that I'm a good person. I, I, I don't, I don't even like using that term. Like, don't call me a good father. Don't call me a good, yeah. I am 
yeah. my father's child, and I do my best yeah. to operate in his will. I'm not a good man. Okay, I'm a man that has flaws, just like everybody else that's listening. Yeah. And, but at the end yeah. of the day, I appreciate, I do appreciate my flaws. Because what they have shown me is how much more my father truly loves me. The fact that I could be a filthy individual and he still opens up his arms and says, mm-hmm. come home, son. Welcome. With open arms. That's where my change has come into, where I was able to really accept that and realize my life here is just to serve. And when I serve, oh, boy, he know how to serve you right back. I mean, it, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. But it also is trialing, it's testing, and it comes with what feels like heavy weight sometimes. But when you lean in on him, you literally see the chains fall off. You see the chains fall off. And I, I just got to... And for those who are still sticking around, y'all, y'all the ones who are going to see the change in your life this year. And I'm very excited for you. Amen. Very excited Amen. for you because it it it, re- you, it requires time to 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 receive the results. But really quickly, I want to wrap wrap up with Mark 10 verse 17 through 18, and it says, "And as he was setting out on his journey, Jesus, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit?'" eternal Mm. life and jesus said to him why do you call me good Mm. no one is good Mm. except god alone and at that point the man didn't necessarily truly know that was god in the flesh he knew him as you know jesus of nazareth Mm -hmm. this is a man Mm -hmm. who's preaching you know Mm -hmm. and he made it clear like that man didn't have the revelation he wanted to make he wanted to make it very clear ain't no teacher paul said it himself wretched man that i am yeah I yeah. said it ourselves, me and my brother, we fighting daily. Yep. Nobody's good but God. Mm, so um, you just you just made me think of that, about, about that. But shout out to y'all who hung around. I'm excited for y'all. I'm excited for y'all to tap into the evidence of God. Yes, and to sir. See those things that are not as though they were and to walk into your purpose as we do ourselves. So we'll be back next Friday. And until next time, this is Juxtaposition. <laughs>